Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello Timothy. That is Phil. Hello Tim. If it sounds like I'm being a, a, a little bit more urgent than normal, I'm wanting to just get straight into it, it's because I cannot take the excitement because the Six <laughs> Nations is here. Has this crept up on you? Because this, this tournament seems to have crept up out of nowhere. I'm only just getting over the trauma of the World Cup final. I've been delved deep into the Saracen scandal and then bang, out of nowhere, Six Nations time. It's coming thick and thick and fast, isn't it? Because every week it was Saracens uh, chasing down relegation, not hopefuls, the opposite to hopefuls, contenders. (laughs) Yeah, contenders. Yeah, you know, there's a constant stream of news and all of a sudden Six Nations is here. I don't think rugby's big enough for all this news. It can focus on one (laughs) thing at a time. By the way, if Sillip Bang need a new Barry Scott, Phil, I think you just auditioned brilliantly there. Bang! Bang! And the Six Nations bang. is back. <laughs> Bit partridge as well. <laughs> Apologies. Well, we, we, that's what we're going to do, and that's, that's our focus for this particular podcast. At this moment, we haven't seen all the teams. In fact, we've only seen Ireland's team, really. Correct, yeah. Uh, but we're going to wildly speculate uh, on the rest of it. Uh, there's also a little quiz. Ooh, a quiz, you say? That we have. So I will get into that in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, we've got the Ireland squad. So as Ireland have been nice enough, Andy, as Andy Farrell's new reign has meant we have something really tangible, some hard facts to talk about, let's reward the, the men in green. Yeah. Talk about them first. Perfect. Powerful-looking squad. A powerful-looking team. Definitely agree with both of those. Possibly the most settled squad and settled team. Not a huge number of changes. Mm. And... Some of the changes are guys that have played before and done it before. So Addison's in there, Toner's back in there, who's obviously yeah, done it a few times. Me. That annoys Jack me Mag- so much. Jack McGraw's back selection. in there. Yeah, yeah has Toner played so well this season that you're like, oh, that makes sense why he wasn't <laughs> included in the World Cup, but he is needed now. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the bad for the player on than anything else. Like, you miss the opportunity for a very special World Cup. A player that they sorely needed, by the way. I mean, really, really needed. And then you come back and you're like, hey, Dev, do you fancy coming back in and uh, you know putting in a shift? No, no, I wouldn't. But I guess that it's well paid and you know you don't give up on your country and all the rest of it. I just feel bad that he had to miss out on his opportunity. Yeah, it is. Well, not a once in a lifetime, but it is a big opportunity. Probably his and last time. It's, defi- it? it's definitely his last time. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. so that, that, that's disappointing. But hey, he's back and, you know. Okay. Uh, two, two selections I think are most interesting. Yeah. Scrum half number eight. Interesting. So yeah. Kaylin Doris has got the nod at number eight. Peter Amani dropped. Dropped to the bench. CJ Standers shifting across the back row and jo- Josh van der Fleer. Yeah, but- it's interesting, isn't it? Because I kind of like it when they rip everything up and go you know, start from scratch. But they seem to be quite wise here. They seem to be blooding one new player. Uh, very, very, very gradually. They ha- they've not completely turned over to the likes of John Cooney and whoever else might play. It sounds a little bit too sensible for my likings. Well, it is. It's very, very stable. Mm. Uh, the whole squad is very stable. There's a few young books. Um, Ronan Kalala, the hooker. Yep. Um, Tom O'Toole's in there, who's a good young player. Um, Cooney's in there. He's not very young, but he doesn't have many caps. Yep. Old uh, and inexperienced. <laughs> <laughs> like Willie Hines. <laughs> yeah. But he's in 
John Cooney is in superb form. Second top scorer, point scorer in Europe. Second top try. You might know. Sorry, it might be top point scorer and second top try scorer. Either way, he is probably along with Vakatawa, Europe's <laughs> form player. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. And he can't get in the Ireland team. And there was a game just before Christmas between Munster and Ulster at Toman Park, and John Cooney wiped the floor with Conor Murray. So here's mm. a. So I'd like I I I I cannot understand it beyond Andy Farrell knowing. He's done this. Well, there a ton. Is the, He's done yeah. this a bunch of times, which does count for something. There it is def- that thing, it isn't it? A test match animal, where it just means you're allowed to discount everyone else based on other people's <laughs> lifetime achievements. Uh, I guess that's what it would be. I'd also pose the question that: Do you want to keep this island team together after they failed so miserably at the World Cup? Well, that's, well, that's every World Cup. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that probably comes up to me as the the most interesting thing that leads on to the most interesting question, which is. Not who's in there, because with the exception of Caelan Doris, everyone in that um, 15 we've seen before, the big question for me is how they're going to play. Mm. Because under, under Is Schmidt, it John Smith's, Joe Smith's fault? That's what we basically are asking. Well, it's such an interesting question, because you'll remember very well being in Monaco. Uh, mm. November, well, parts of it. Parts of being in Monaco. <laughs> November. I remember multiple minutes, but not consecutively. <laughs> November 2018, where all of the plaudits were going to jo- Joe Schmidt's Island team. Player of the year, coach of the year, mm-hmm. team of the year. Yeah. They won everything because they were untouchable. They'd beaten the All Blacks. They'd won the Six Nations. They destroyed England in Twickenham. They'd had a successful summer tour. Leinster had won everything. Yep. And... Since then, everything's been downhill. And looking back on it, as the pressure came on that island team, they just got more and more boring. But was it the pressure on the team? Was it pressure on the coach? Uh, maybe a bit of both. But whatever, wherever it was coming from, that team just shut up shop and just mm. got increasingly boring and increasingly focused on box kicks and mm. one-out runners. And that right. is... By the way, there's nothing wrong with box kicks. There's a lot wrong with, one, with one-out runners. Well, if that's all you're doing, it's just predictable. Yeah, it is. And easy to combat. Now, that's the big thing for Andy Farrell and a lot of these team members. Can they change that trajectory so they've was, been on? There was a report, and I'm always fascinated by these reports written by men that couldn't possibly do the job that they're reporting on. But there was a report, and it was quite damning on... Joe, on Joe Schmidt, as in the atmosphere and everything else which comes along with managing a team. There is a context there in that the relationship between Joe Schmidt and the Irish press was frosty, as you like. Yeah, he wasn't he a good press really guy, was he? didn't like them. I mean, the team was always getting leaked. presumably the press didn't write the report. No, if you're referring to the report I'm thinking of, it was oh, done right. by the Ireland high-performance, elite high-performance oh, okay. guy. Yeah. And it basically absolved... Him, the elite high performance guy. What? And Andy Farrell. He's marking his own homework. Yes. It absolved him and Andy Farrell, the new coach, of any wrongdoing and put it all squarely on on Joe Schmidt's shoulders. They should ask Joe Schmidt to write the report. I I don't believe there's there's ever a stitch up in rugby. No. (laughs) Not this not not this sport. We we've got values, don't you know? Not this values. Not definitely not this week. So yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, I they do look good. They look yeah. really good. It's a it's a good team, and Leinster this season have just smashed everyone in their path. Yeah. Mm. They have been unstoppable. So, um, I think Scotland could be in for a pretty tough game at the Aviva. This yeah, Saturday. Scotland have yet again got their selection wrong. Um, well, let's talk about Finn Russell. So w- what is going on? So Finn Russell <laughs> is currently they, they currently say, in Dubai. Living, his, yeah, 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 living his best life. <laughs> Finn, Finn so, can we just plot this? Because you know that scene in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels where you have that that little gu- where the guy takes a, a shot, and then there's like it cuts to Cut. shot, taxi, plane, land. <laughs> is that not Kozlovi? I don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Might, might be, but I'm just Finn Russell's <laughs> last week must be like that. So he was something happened in the Scotland camp that. Rumoured, but we don't know. They tried to make an example of him, basically, didn't right. they? He got asked to leave. He went back to Paris. No, 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 no. He left himself. He, yeah. did, he did leave himself. He left yeah. himself. Oh, left on his own accord. Okay, left on his own accord, went back to Paris, celebrated with a beer. And a victory. In the t- and a, after guiding Rassing to a victory. 
and then flew off to Dubai for a few days to go and chill and party a bit more, which he was quite <laughs> happy to post on social media too. Yeah, I mean, someone tried, in my opinion, to make an example out of the best player. Because there are some signs in sports. I think quite famously with Dallas Cowboys, they did it. And uh, um, uh, whoever the Super Bowl winning, oh, doesn't, matter, doesn't matter. But the whole thing was, he would always go after the most high-profile player to show all the other players that it can happen to them, so buck up. No exceptions. Yeah, but there are exceptions, aren't there? <laughs> uh, because it's Finn Russell, and you know he's basically called their bluff. So when they've um, asked him to, you know, they've confronted him on his drinking, he has a, a beer with his lunch. <laughs> he's told he can stay with the squad if he wishes, but he will not be selected for uh, the Scotland Games. He goes, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to Paris and play some high-level rugby and then go to Dubai and do some high-level drinking. <laughs> and here no. we are. I, I love, I really like the idea of no man's bigger than the team. You, ev- Everyone has got to have the same standards, well, whether you're the best player or the worst, the worst player. The Always. But, but if I was going to bend or break yeah. that rule, of all the players in all the teams in all the world, Finn Russell might be one of the can few I, that I would consider bending the, the that equivalent rule. Would be, the equivalent that? would be go back a decade and it would be Sergio Parise. Yeah, yeah, could, Sergio, Sergio can do it. Like, like, the, the Italian coach 10 years ago could have walked into Sergio's room and found his wife in bed with Sergio. <laughs> oh, sorry to disturb you. Yeah. <laughs> carry, carry on. Fin- finish. Then yeah, we'll let, 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 let me know what pillow. Let me know when you're free. So, yeah, and actually, Sergio Parise was able to do what he wanted in Stade Francais for a decade, <laughs> yeah. let alone Italy. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, just back to your point, that's how, how, how a team has got to be. No, no, that's how teams got to be if you, me, and Phil play in the team. That's how it's got to be for us. But when you're Finn Russell, things do... You know, there are different rules for different people. I have no doubts about that. As it should be. But I like, think, like, you know, we live in Manchester, and um, but everyone knows Sir Alex Ferguson's tenure at Manchester United. But the first whiff of anyone thinking that they were a big deal, they were gone. But what, wasn't, didn't Eric Cantona get to do whatever he wanted, basically? Cantona was only there for a couple of years. Yeah, he won the league every year. Uh, and in fact, there. it's 25 years, I think 25 years this week since he kicked someone. It, it, it is, yeah, yeah it is. Yes. But um, but David Beckham, the second he got a bit big for his boots, you're gone. But he wasn't that good. That's why. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't Eric Cantona. Oh, he was good. Oh, come off it. Eric Cantona was the best. Yeah. I mean, Maybe the best. Yes. So Paul Lintz gave himself the nickname. Gave himself the nickname, the governor. Bye. People to call- <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Guess I'll see you around, Gov. <laughs> I, I do quite like that. I particularly like it when you know people have got a, a massively inflated opinion of their self worth. But when their opinion of their self worth is exactly what their self worth <laughs> is, much like Finn Russell, it doesn't work, does it? Because yeah. he can call you a bluff. Yeah, and yeah. seven hundred thousand euros or whatever he's on, or whatever he's on, tells you otherwise. Does yeah. it galvanise the Scotland guys that are there, or or, or yeah. are they, or, or are they, will they, in the back of their minds, just be going? Wouldn't you just oh, be thinking shoot. that is the most stupid thing I've ever seen? That is simply the most stupid. I mean, we had a chance of winning. There again, they didn't do too well with Finn Russell in the World Cup. Yeah, would they be mm. more annoyed at? Fi- do you think the other players would be pissed off at Finn? They're not teammates I, with him now, but they know him yeah. well. Yeah, I think. I think there'll be differing camps, but mm. I, there are there are a lot of professionals who take their profession very, very seriously. You know, Rightly yeah. so. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because, you know, this is... Yeah, fine. I mean, every club that's ever had Danny Cipriani has had to make allowances for Danny <laughs> Cipriani. And I don't mean that in necessarily a negative way either. Like, he has to play in the way that he plays and so on and so yeah. forth. There's got to be a little bit of practicality when you've got genius in your team and you've got to make the pragmatic decision to let them get on with it. I don't think Gregor Townsend likes that one bit. So if I was a player, I'd be thinking, this is totally unnecessary. We had him in camp. He's looking great. I mean, did you see him prior to... Well, well, his, his play is great. His play yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. superb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, the only the only knock I'd give Finn Russell is sometimes he gives you an inflated sense of confidence just seeing him. So I remember in the World Cup game against Japan, I thought there's no way Japan can win this, and I base that purely on the fact that Finn Russell was able to juggle three rugby balls and kick one at, at, at the same <laughs> at the same time. So yeah, actually, to your question, it might galvanise him. It, it might. It'll be an interesting spectacle to see the reaction of the players because mm. it it could go one or two ways. They could all turn against the management mm-hmm. and not perform at all or they could all have a, that sense of unity pull together and 
become more the, than the sum of their parts. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Tim. No, I was going to say, and you mentioned that Ireland had a really disappointing World Cup. The most disappointing World Cup of any home nation by a mile was Scotland. Yes. Yeah, well, it's all relative, isn't it? No. Well, it, it is relative, but still Scotland not getting out e- of their pool. Oh, yeah. is... In absolute terms, Scotland did worse. Oh, no, no, and in, and in equivalent terms, I would argue. I don't know. Ireland I mean, losing two. I can't even remember. They lost two. I mean, Ireland got Sorry, Ireland got battered by New Zealand. Ireland got battered by New So they went out limply in the quarterfinal, but and they lost to Japan. But they yeah. would have lost to South Africa anyway. So they were going out in the quarterfinal, come what may. But and, it's a toss up. I mean, look, and that, and their decline was gradual over the year, as Phil pointed out at the start. Scotland were in there in, in a pool, thinking. And, and then they just went inside themselves and didn't play the rugby that we knew they were capable yeah. of. And they also lost, and this is what the Six Nations has to be for Scotland, you know, actually the, the Finn Russell ball is their way to be, is their unique point of difference playing that kind of rugby with guys like Hugh Jones and, and um, Rory Hutchinson yeah. that weren't at the World Cup. But actually the thing that Scotland let themselves down on was their, their building blocks, their fundamental basics. Since Vern Cotter went, their their their, their set piece, their looking after their own ball, it's just just. Funny enough, I thought one of their best players in the World Cup was the lad from Newcastle, whose name escapes me. Uh, Centre Chris Harris. Centre Chris Harris. Who's a Gloucester? Who's a Gloucester now? Yeah, he he, and he was playing on the wing. He was playing out of position on the wing. Well, he had that one game where he got moved to the wing. He played terribly in the centre, moved to the wing, and then was the best. Dominated player in the park. everything. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I that was know. the Japan game, I think. It might have been. But yeah, you know, there might be a situation where Duncan Weir is on the field. No disrespect to Duncan Weir, they might everyone might think I need to give five percent more. You know, this guy needs more help than Finn Russell does. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Adam Hastings is actually a genuinely good ten. So he is, but he they've is. got they've got to take care of business in a way that they didn't at the World Cup. I don't see a way that they beat Ireland. Can you? No, no. not in Ireland. No. no, no. I actually think this might be a bit of a beat down. I got that feeling. Yeah, I. <laughs> have that feeling too I'm yeah. trying to pick out like areas that they might have an advantage and I can't really think of any so did you after the last three World Cups there's been a Grand Slam has ah. there do you know one after the last World Cup uh, so England. 20, wait, 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 2016, wait, 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 wait. 2016 Wales was the first one uh, 2016 2016 was England, England oh, no 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 sorry England I'm going Grand, back from the one Eddie Jones Grand Slam 2012 2012 so, so after Wales. the 2011 World Wales. Cup Wales Wales won a Grand Slam after they got to the semi-final. 2008. Wales. Correct. When oh. Gavin Henson picked up uh, Matthew Tate and threw him on the floor. Yes. Wasn't that before that? No, it was... It's 2008. Oh, actually, it might have been. I think it's before that. Oh, no. I think it's 2006. Oh, no, no, because Matthew Tate played in the World Cup final in 2007. Yeah. Ah, so Wales, it would be Wales again before that. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it was a Grand Slam, though. It absolutely was a Grand Slam. I oh, no, no, not, not after the World Cup. Yep. So World Cup, oh, yeah, but 2006 not was 2004. Not Wales didn't win a no, World Cup no. in 2004. No, no, so 2011, 2000, hang on. When did England win the World Cup? 2003. 2003. So Two, that 2004, next, there was not a Grand Slam. Yeah, no, but the, not in 2004, but in 2006 there was. Which Straight after the World the Cup, one. Wales won a Grand Slam. 2008, yes. But that wasn't when Gavin Henson picked up Matthew. No, no, Gavin Henson did it three years prior, or four years prior. No, he did it. Two, one or two did. years no, prior. I'm having this. It was straight after the World Cup. <laughs> I mean, um, it was straight after the World Cup. It wasn't straight, <laughs> straight after, after the World Cup. Cup. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me. So, 2004, France. I can name you the team. France got a Grand Slam. That's a, oh, yeah. okay. So in it's 2004. So going back four World Cup cycles in a row. Yeah. So did Wales wow. Got a Grand Slam so what, can, can you check? Can two you, years after. Can that you in check my head. the Six Nations tournament in two thousand in uh, two thousand then as well? See if it goes back Ooh, five. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. Point being is, we could well be on for a grand slam with someone, and if there is going to be a team with a grand dicks, slam, uh, yeah, history who? demands it. Oh no, no grand slam in two thousand. Okay, so the last four World Cups, the, the Six Nations Championship afterwards has had a grand slam winner. If you had to pick a grand slam winner for twenty twenty, who is it? England. If I have to pick one, I think England. They've got their. This is although they've only got two home games. This is their more favourable draw because Ireland they play and Ireland and Wales at home. Mm. Yes, and they could have the they could have no. That's really disrespectful to Italy and Scotland. But I was going to say they could have a Grand Slam wrapped up in three weeks. Because <laughs> 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 France away and then Ireland and Wales at home. Ooh. Um, 
my money would be on England. If, yeah. it, but I don't think anyone will. Would be my. What, what, who do you think England are going to lose to? That's a great question. Um, it could be France. It could be Ireland or Wales. Mm. So Ireland or Wales at home. So Ireland two years ago smashed England at home. I think yeah. Ireland. Mo- if I had to pick anyone, it'd be Ireland. Would be the most likely for England mm. to lose. Yeah. I can't see it. I can see Ireland or Wales sneaking a win at Twickenham, but you'd you'd have to make England favourites. And I also think that, that there's a, the backdrop to this for me is what's what's Eddie, when does Eddie Jones's deal run out? Uh, well, eighteen months from now, so it'll be November twenty twenty one. So he's run, pl- runs he, out, yeah, almost exactly the same time as Warren Gatlin wraps up the Lions tour. Just saying, yeah, it's, it'll be six months after that. Just saying. I don't want to get your hopes up, but I'm just saying. <laughs> really? Wow. Um, well, for, well, for that reason, then, Ed, can you imagine how much that would hurt Eddie Jones's pride if he was let go by England and Warren Gatland got the gig? Which is exactly what they should do, really. I mean, if you want to win, if you want a guaranteed World Cup, you give the job to Gatland. <laughs> so or Giggsy. Point being, point being, Eddie Jones is going to want to make it as hard as possible for England to have any excuse to get rid of him. So he. He is going to try. He is going to go he for want it. The job? He's Has not he going to be that? bloody. We've seen new players in the squad, but how many of these new guys do you expect to see appear in the in the fifteen? Again, by the time you listen to this podcast, the team will probably have been announced. But oh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think any. I mean, not this, obviously number eight. We can talk about that, but not in this Six Nations. I don't see anything happening in this Six Nations. Maybe against Italy. Yeah, perhaps. But in terms of a changing of the guard. The interesting thing will come when Saracens are relegated and do they want to keep the core and the spine of that team? You'd say they probably do because they're going to be ready for a World Cup after that. But it does kind of ask the question of other players who are playing really well in the Premiership. You know, how, so that's, that's going to be the big hurdle for England. This Six Nations I see being pretty steady. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw almost exactly the same team or as close to the, as close to the one they can put out that started the World Cup final, that will start the first game of Six, Six Nations. Which basically means that someone is in place of Billy Vonipola. Yeah. Besides that, it's pretty much the same team. Yeah, I think he's going to put out the same team. No, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised at that. Um, I think what the only other difference is you will see, um, I expect either Laws or uh, Marrow to start at six. Mm-hmm. And it could be that is the difference. You bring in uh, Cruis for Billy Vanapola, Mara moves to six, and then maybe Curry packs down at eight. Curry at eight? No, I can't see that. Well, someone small is going to be playing eight. It's ben. more likely to be Ben Oil. More likely to be but Ben Oil. You, you could have only one change from I mean, the I don't even final. Think, I'm just trying to think if Sale have ever played a Curry at eight. I'm sure, that, sure it has, but I certainly can't remember it. They will um, pack down there occasionally, but not often. Because John, John and Ross would always... Go there That's if there's a an injury. Call up. English qualified, John. Why, why not? Great <laughs> um, leader, great tackler, great tackler, G- good listener, <laughs> sensitive, handsome, <laughs> handsome, very handsome, very handsome. I mean, why would you not call up John Ross? <laughs> uh, not what I'm going for. Okay, fine. I'm going for one tall line-out option at six, and then two small scavengers. Problem with John Ross is he might be too broad for line up jumping, <laughs> too handsome as well. Yeah, yeah, too yeah. So yeah, okay. So we still don't know who, who number eight is. I'm with Tim. I think probably Ben Earl is as good a shout as you're gonna get. Uh, it probably is, but it just wouldn't surprise me if they play a weird like Hooper and Pocock, Johnny May. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, allegedly Jack Noll can play it. <laughs> I mean, that would be one of his positions, right? It, it would one be. of his, what was it, 11 positions that he can play? <laughs> Anything apart from uh, type five. Mm. But he can be a backup hooker. Backup hooker, no problem. He yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how um, much do you think the Saracens thing will, will have any effect, if any, on England? Zero effect this Six Nations. It's interesting. Uh, Over jo- summer. Jo- Joe Marler said he's been giving the Saracens... Guys, loads of stick in camp. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just sure that he's gutted that it wasn't near a microphone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has, and that's actually in fairness to Joe Marler, exactly what he should be doing. 
because that's how you get over these things. Is yeah. you know you expose at early doors and you laugh at each other and you know then you, then you move on. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, that w- when there's a tragedy, as much as people don't like it, actually the never liked him anyway. No, no. no the uh, whenever when there's, when there's a tragedy, actually comedians get are really important just to yeah. actually sort of like. Is that why you let, were cracking? Let, is that why you were cracking jokes about Kobe Bryant? <laughs> too soon. Get lost. That is not. It's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it is quite funny. Yeah, it is quite funny. See, the, pre- I, I the pressure funny. valve has just been yeah. let off. We I, can all... I, I thought your jokes about Kobe Bryant were funny. <laughs> <laughs> that that was very funny, JB. But let it be, let it be said. Let it be said. It did not happen. Um, but that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so England playing France then. Can we yeah. move on to France for a second? Yeah, I feel like we should have some Benny Hill music or something. Yeah, um, I don't have. Uh, I don't know, but it's, have it loaded up. It's just bonkers. It's but exciting. I mean, it's genius. It's, it's a, exciting and bonkers. It's certainly a rebuild. I mean, it is definitely a rebuild. This is um, average age of twenty-four. Um, no player. Oh, sorry, one player age thirty. There is one player. So the one player age 30 is Bernard LaRue. Okay. There is one player with more than 50 caps. Do you know who that is? Um, Any idea? Um, no. The French player. Back tower? No. He's Fr- only 21 Fr- caps. French oh. player. Was it a, is it a second row? It is not a second row. Um, hmm. Let me have a look at the squad. So he's only 25, but he's he's got f- over For 50 Fana? caps. Nope. Fafana's not, not in it, is he? Fiku? Yeah, Fafana's about 33. Um, Fiku is your man. Ah, nice. Fiku. So 25 and 51 caps. Um, they've picked three tens, all of whom are younger than Jacob Umaga. That lad, uh, who was the one I watched. <laughs> wow. wow. I mean, that... that the, the lad that, that I a... watched for Bordeaux against Newcastle last season. Yeah. Jalibert, is that? No, no, no. no, no. Uh, yeah, Jalibert. Jalibert. Ja- so Jalibert's... He's, he's at, he, else, hasn't he? He was outrageous. Jalibert's at Bordeaux. They've got Entomac, who might play centre, might play five half. Yeah. And they've got uh, Carbonell, who... Oh, yeah. What amazing names. At, at too long. Carbonell. That sounds like a classic Set. 80s French... Oh. Uh, Gallic flair fly half. Doesn't it? So It, it sounds like, like a Lamborghini. So those... So... They that epitomizes the three flyhouse in the squad are all younger than Jacob Umaga, which is astonishing. The, so this could be incredible because this is a supremely talented bunch of young men. Mm-hmm. France have won the last two under twenty championships, which shows the caliber of players that are in there. I just can't help but think, with all these twenty and twenty-one year olds, it might be a bit soon for some of them, mm. and with. The, they've got so little experience right across the the squad. There is so little anything with kids. Yeah, people have improved on saying that before, but I just I can't see it in this because no. the physicality in international rugby is so so great. Yeah, you need to experience it. I, I think before you know you're going to really be able be, be able to master it because it's it's not just the physicality; it's the atmosphere, the build up, the pressure. Oh, yeah, the atmosphere of uh, Stade Francais or Twickenham or the Aviva or the Principality stadiums on match day compared to playing either club rugby or yep. an, an under-20s championship is yes. totally, totally different. So I, I love how bold France are. I think it will really, really benefit them in a few years' time. What, just, what do you think the logic is behind this? So it, it's definitely a rebuild. They've that, got that the, is they've got they're, they're building for twenty twenty three yes home uh, World Cup home World Cup and the backdrop is their under twenty side has won the last two yeah under twenty World Cups so they obviously back them a lot the the other um, backdrop to this is they've got new coaching setup this is this is this is Galtier yes making his impact isn't now, it Galtier has not got favourable write ups as a coach is, well, it's fair to say he's won a bit though hasn't he he has but with French rugby. It kind of depends who spent the most that year. And also, haven't seven teams won the top 14 in seven years? Yeah, something like that. So Everyone gets a go. Yeah, everyone gets a go at some point. I'm just a little bit... I don't know. It's, a, it's kind of worrying. I mean, I, I kind of... I, I'm, I'm lying. I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like the fact that they've ripped it up and then started again and put loads, loads of young, talented kids in. Yeah. That's great. But I'm only saying that based on... You know, based 
on the principle. If these were English players and I knew them, we would literally be talking about Jacob um- uh, Umaga. Yeah, and Alex Mitchell. Yeah. And Alex Moon. And then you'd be going, hang on a minute, that's a bit hang different. But yeah, fine for them to be in the squad. If they end up being frontline players, that might be an issue. It'd be interesting to pick a, an English equivalent squad my, and my, see what that looked like. <laughs> it would be. Um, my worry about this strategy is the French press and the fans. Mm. Because this is a strategy specifically designed to be competitive in 2023. If he gets smashed in the Six Nations and the next Six Nations... He won't make it to 2023. Do you know? Do you know what? I'd really be interested to see the the average age of Stuart Lancaster's first squad. Yeah, that's because I think that probably be not far off. I think it'll be older than this. Well, Stuart Lancaster started with what Owen Farrell. Um, you know, he bought in 2012. Did Farrell come straight in in 2012? So they had Flood. Flood disappeared to France. Farrell took over the reins. Never looked back. He must have been, well, you know, he's only late 20s now, so he must have been very young. Rob Shaw was captain. So he what? Was the youngest captain at the time. Yeah, yeah I think he had 12 caps. Did, did he even have did, a cap? Did he have two caps when he was captain? Was he, he 12, was maybe? very, very yeah. few. So he had all of these kids. Um. Well, so I'm just looking at the the team. For England's first game in 2012, uh, Charlie Hodgson started at 10. Did he? Yeah, Farrell started at 12, though, with Brad Barrett at 13. Yeah, you know, people look look back at this time as like, you know, we like rose-tinted glasses for, for some of the Lancaster stuff. Uh-uh. It, it's a, it is a rebuild. <laughs> the lock partnership... Anyone want to guess? Uh, I'm going to uh, go to Tom Palmer. Not, not like Tom Palmer. He wasn't in there, was he? Tom Palmer was in there. Yes! <laughs> and who accompanied him? Um, Steve Borthwick? No. No, uh, Tom Palmer and not Simon Shaw. No, but no, no, no. no. Simon Shaw, I, th- on, I did retire on, after 2011. So we're going back eight, eight, eight years now. No, Corey wasn't in there. Tom Palmer and... Dave Atwood? No. Hmm. Moritz Boater? Correct. Is it? Well done. No Palmer and Moritz both <laughs> with Jeff Parlin on the bench. So th- they also had, as starting at number eight, Phil Dowson. Wow. wow. Um, Dylan Hartley is obviously in there. Um, yeah. It's not the. It's not a vintage squad. Incorrect. It's absolutely vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Read the rest of it. So Foden, Ashton, Strettle. Okay. Back three. Uh, Barrett and Farrell in the centres. Oh my god! Youngs and Hodgson, nine and ten. Of course, so all three of those players were Saracens at the time, which people forget. Uh, yeah. Well, Hodgson. Well, was Ash- Ashton wouldn't have been then? No, he'd be Brad um, Barrett, Farrell, Hodgson. So um, Hodgson, yeah. But then Strettle and Ashton. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. They might have been Saracens. I think Ashton wouldn't have been. Strettle might have been. Might have moved from Quinns. Tell you what, since since you're doing uh, he was a bit, yeah, a bit of reminiscing and stuff, and since you've got your grey matter working, why don't I do yeah. this little quiz? Okay. Good idea. So this has actually been sent in to us, and it's worth reminding you that our email is... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Is contact egg chasers at gmail.com. And if you have a quiz or any ideas or any thoughts, you can you can ping us there as well. Will Nice has uh, got in touch. Mm-hmm. And here's the questions. Now, I'm going to save some of what uh, Will's questions for another time because there was quite a lot. I've just cherry-picked a few for this particular Six Nations quiz. So, <clears throat> question number one. And find some, something to scribble down on all. Uh, yeah. How many Six Nations appearances did Sam Burgess make for England? That's question number one. 
Hang on a minute. Let's do, in fact, let's do them one by one. Okay. Are we put? In, are we doing them one by one? Yeah. If you write it down and then JB can just uh, say say his guess. Okay. What's your guess, Phil? Yeah, JB. Zero. I all, I have zero written down. Correct. One yeah. point each. He made zero. He, probably, uh, was it Big Luth playing twelve at that time? Do you want to hear a rumor that I heard? Go on. About Sam Burgess. Go on. Oh, uh, go on. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, part of his contract was paid, obviously by Bath, but by Canterbury of all people. Okay. Which is why he had to wear all the Canterbury stuff continually and why he ended up in, in Bath. It's true. It's fascinating. And well, that, must, that explains why Canterbury loved us so much because we were going on about how, much, how good he looked in that yeah, vest. Yeah, and then ever yeah. since Sam's gone, where's Canterbury now? But he did. He did look good in that vest. He did look great he did look in that vest. He looked amazing. Really I, I bought a vest. Well, I asked for a vest. <laughs> on, on, on of that. Does it make me look more like Sam? It did. It did. It, it did. did. I can confirm. Okay, Wales's highest Six Nations point scorer of all time. Yes. Yeah, so this is Six Nations, though. So this uh, is the yeah. last. So within the last Ooh, yeah. twenty years. Oh, good. Good. Okay. It's easy enough. Uh, Come on, Phil. Come on. Come on. Come on now. Okay, let me write one down. JB? Times journalist Stephen Jones. <laughs> I, I also have Times journalist Stephen Jones. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> right. Three 18-year-olds have debuted for England in the Six Nations. Okay. Can you name them? Mm-hmm. Phil, get writing. Ooh, uh, okay. Three eighteen hmm. six nations. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Eighteen. Eighteen's young, isn't it? Ooh, 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 ooh. Nailed that one. Uh one more, one more. Miles Benjamin never got a cap, did he? He played for Saxons. That's, that's, I mean, it's one of the biggest shames. It is. It it's really one is. of the biggest uh, stains on rugby's reputation. Um, think, think how. Oh, maybe. Think what he could have brought to rucking at international exactly. level. Exactly. Oh. Mm, I've got two. I'm gonna. I've got. Oh! Oh! Got it. Hmm. Ha! don't think he was. I'm going to delete him and put him don't in. Don't worry about it. I've, I've, I've got all three. Okay. Do you want to know all, all okay, three? you got three written down for I've got three I've got written three. down. Hang on. Would seven... No, hang on. J- JB, first answer. Matthew Tate. I have Matthew Tate. Both correct. That's three points each. JB. Sir Johnny Wilkinson. Phil. Uh, he would have been over 18 when the Six Nations started. Oh, God. Six Nations games. Six Nations. So I do not have Johnny Wilkinson. Oh, well, we might. Uh, Johnny Wilkinson is an answer. Yeah! But, but he, if Six Nations started in uh, 99... Because he was... Or 2018, wasn't oh, he? No. Playing in the World Cup. He played in the 97 World Cup. Yeah, uh, outside centre. Oh, we might have a technicality here. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, I might just well, have, to, we'll have to write that one off, because you're right. <laughs> Strictly speaking, it's not Six Nations, but Wilkinson was one of the answers I have written down. I've got one which is Apologies. way out there. Uh, and then... So, so I've got two written down now. Okay. But so I, I still get my two guesses because you, you had a wrong got. guess. Okay, go. Yes, you still get your two guesses. So give me another answer then, Phil. Uh, <laughs> only one of them can be right anyway. So you're, yeah. You're Come on, Phil. Chop, chop. So my my two, I'll go for the one first on here. I've got as a guess Shane Geraghty. Incorrect. Incorrect. Your next answer, JB. Your final answer. <laughs> Allow me. Nick Duncan. I do not have. Incorrect. No. <laughs> My last one is a total, total guess, and it's Jordan Turner Hall. No, Tom Curry. Oh, so I did have Tom Curry written down, and I deleted it because I thought it might be too obvious. Nick Duncan, how old does Nick Duncan then get getting his cap? I have no idea. Hang on, he was young. He might have made his debut in, in a summer nation. tour or something like that, rather than a Six Nations match. When you actually think about it like that, it's quite a big deal to get a debut in a Six Nations game full stop, yeah. let alone aged 18. Because a lot of players get their first taste of international rugby on a summer tour. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hang on. He played for... Oh, no, he didn't even get capped. He played against the Barbarians. But he was young. Right, so... Um, uh, 
you both got one point from that out of that because there was only two re- two points really on offer. Yeah. <sighs> so four points each. So now there oh, are. Oh Christ! Christ, we're still playing the quiz. Yes. There are six questions left. Okay. Well, okay. six points left on this one question. We're going to go through them one by one. Right. And this okay. is about this is about the six trophies that are contested within the Six Nations. You just have to name the two teams. That easy. Will be playing for each of these trophies. Okay. First one, nice and easy, which I can just give you the point. England v Scotland Cal- is Calcutta Cup. I meant to say it the other way around. Yes. Anyway, so you know that one. So next one, the Millennium Trophy. The Millennium Trophy is played between which two teams? Crikey! I actually don't know this. I'm going to say I've got no idea. I wasn't aware of this either. Wales. An island. Phil? Might be a good shout. I'm going to say uh, Italy and Wales. Both incorrect. It's England v Ireland. What? what? I know. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, the centenary, and I apologise for my pronunciation of this, the centenary cache so it's something you drink out of in Scotland it's like a whiskey do you remember having one at a uh, friend of the pod CJ's wedding I, ser- I, I certainly do mm. Centenary Quake is played between you've given him plenty of yeah, more Scotland <laughs> you gave him more information than you needed uh, definitely <laughs> uh, Scotland Island yeah Scotland Island that's probably right you <laughs> can go with it as well I'll go for it. Yeah, you're both correct. Yeah, yeah. You, did, you did give him too much. Yeah, way too much. I get, I've got that. So five, po- uh, six points apiece. Uh, the Giuseppe Garibaldi Trophy, <laughs> France, Italy. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Seven apiece. The Old Alliance Trophy. Oh, so I, I assume it's no longer an alliance. And who are they allied against? England, Wales, Scotland. Yeah, Wales, Scotland is what I'm going for. It's France v Scotland. Oh, oh, so they were allied against England. That makes sense. Mm. Okay, treacherous. Finally, squeezed. Uh, Doddy Weir Cup. Scotland, Wales, Scotland, France, Scotland, Wales. Oh, no, we just had Scotland, France, Scotland, the England. No, that's for Calcutta. Scotland, Wales. What are you saying, Phil? Scotland, Italy. Scotland, Wales. JB takes uh. it. Scotland, Wales. My my tiebreak question was going to be: What's the name of the Welsh goat? Uh, if there was a tie break which there wasn't Gavin Henson <laughs> yes he, he is, is. Greatest, of all greatest of all time <laughs> uh, don't know what was the name of the goat um, I've just completely forgotten <laughs> you're having a great day today Tim no well, it, um, it's called oh what's he called oh forget it forget it there's a name for it and Schenkin that's mm. right Shanklin Schenkin Oh, right. And they're on to the seventh Schenkin. <laughs> and the... Um, the, the, the Maybe you should look the, after them better. The, <laughs> the goat mascot is a Lance Corporal. Is that right? Oh, no. Come. Yeah. He, he get, the goat that walks out around the Principality Stadium has a rank. And it's higher than <laughs> actual some, some actual soldiers. Probably plenty of seniors to some soldiers. Unless it's named after someone, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know enough. Amazing. I should have really thought about this a bit more. That was a that was a stunning quiz. It's a great quiz. A great quiz. That was you, probably our best quiz. It's ever. got me into the spirit. Yeah, yeah, you won anyway. Well, what, what do we talk about now? How'd you follow that? Well, Wales. There's one more game. Yes. Uh, well, should we do predictions at the end? Yes. Okay. Well, we didn't really say anything about France, and then we don't know who they are, and it's. Um, well, it's yeah. exciting though, it's isn't exciting. it? It is exciting. It's exciting. Now, as much as I actually don't like the principle of... I, it's such a football thing to do, to go... I mean, I, Get I, the kids in. I, I work on the same floor as Talk Sport. And after every... They, there's some remarkable I, I work in the same company remarkable as talent. Talk Sport. And uh, you, you listen to the people calling in. And after a World Cup, it's always, Get the kids in. <laughs> Get rid of anyone over 30. Get the kids in. <laughs> and I can't stand that. No. Win the next game. Yes. And then keep winning. Yeah. I don't know, and the and the turnover will happen naturally. I say get the uh, yeah. Look, uh, yeah, there's a balance. There's a balance. Say it's no point just having kids who are getting hammered every week. You've no. got you got to win, and you got to do it at the right time. Yes, that's that's well. Fair. 
the kind of hammered every week that Finn Russell's doing at the minute <laughs> in Dubai, maybe. Uh, but um, yes. So anyway, it's it's exciting to see to see France. Can that madness work? If there was a country that can make that sort of eccentricity and madness work, then yeah. And and the fact is, we don't know a lot about a lot of the players. Can you say uh, Gaultier's in trainers? Gaultier's uh, wearing disgusting. trainers with a suit. Yeah. What is this? It's a sort of Mediterranean type. Oh, yeah. that's what they do. It's what they do. It's what they do. Yeah. It's culture. I think, I think all of the we mustn't judge. Either all of the Pumas or all of the Jaguares team I saw in one sh- uh, team shoot were all in suits and trainers. Yeah, it's okay. You can almost get away with it if you take the tie off, undo a couple of buttons on the shirt, so it then. But when you wear a tie like Galtier is there, you, there's no place. It's hard to say, isn't it? It's no hard place to say. for white trainers. Yeah. yeah. By the way, um, Oliver, um, what's his name? Say Olivon. Olivon. Look at his quads. Yeah, exactly what Absolutely. I was thinking. Standing quads. He is a big, strong boy. Isn't he just? Uh, we have been robbed of Camille Shat. Why? For, he's out for the first game. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. That that neck that starts yeah. at the top <laughs> of his head. <laughs> we're we're going to have to wait for later on in the tournament. As me and oh. Phil, uh, when we were having street food in, in Japan... Uh, as all good stories start, we met a very nice Frenchman who knew everything about every team and every player in all of France. And I wish I could remember his name. And he described Chats. Pierre Jean Claude. Yeah, Pierre. Pierre Jean Claude was his yes. name. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he described in his perfect English, and as we were embarrassingly, um, what one language unilingual yeah we were talking like Joey Barton <laughs> <laughs> yeah. us two Joey Bartons talk, talking to this uh, in, incredibly cultured French fella incredibly cultured handsome <laughs> oh, he's magnificent um, and he described Camille Shat as well is throwing as throwing pizzas he looks like he's throwing pizzas <laughs> <laughs> and one thing with France we haven't touched on is how is the Sean Edwards oh yeah appointment gonna go I, Either really I get, well or really badly. Which is what we're saying about everything with France. But I, that's how I feel. If Now, he's not going to stand for people having their pastries and cigarettes uh, in between the team runs. But will that go down well with the players? Maybe that's part of the reason why they're so young, because they need to get rid of the old... The, like the old ways. Yeah. I told you the story that I heard. Do you from reckon a... that they're scanning them for croissants on the way in? <laughs> <laughs> Sniffer dogs and whatnot. <laughs> I, told you the... <laughs> I told you the story that um, I heard from a very well-known person about Sean Edwards, who, when Wales were in camp at a Six Nations game before uh, a couple of nights before a match... He took himself out to the cinema, watched the new Rocky film, came back in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These players were walking behind him. He didn't know anyone was there. And he was walking through the lobby of the hotel, shadow boxing. <laughs> I love that. Excellent stuff. What a, good, what, a, what a top man. He's got his work cut out with him. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this young generation is just what he needs. Yeah, I can toughen them up. Totally open-minded on this. I think if you're going to have a foreign coach in, defence is a great place to, to start. Because defense is defense, no matter you know what language you're speaking, and you mm. know the cultures are basically the same. Well, it's, there's very little to uh, translate, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Line speed, wolf, exactly. la wolf, la. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, whereas attack, like you know, you wouldn't want it like an an Anglo attack structure, for want of a better word, or a New Zealand attack structure. You've got to let the French just be the French. Let when the they're boys play. Yeah. So the boys yeah, play. I'm open to it working. Is Wayne Pivak? 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 <laughs> Pivak? Is Wayne Pivak going to let the boys play? Uh, this is the start of uh, one of rugby's saddest and darkest times for Wales now. Uh, th- this is basically what I think. I-, I I hope it works. I really hope it works. But I think Gatland has papered over so many cracks. And now we've got an, a coach who is a very good coach, but he's not the best coach of all time taking over I think we're going to be um, yeah, we are going to need to get this on a button Pivak Pivak so yeah you think because I actually I quite like the look of that squad uh, I, they're going down hard I think I, uh, Pivak did an amazing job with Scarlets you're talking from me- mediocrity to winning the Pro, the pro 14 mm-hmm. and he did it with some style as well but it was all predicated on turnovers and a very unique style of rugby and it felt like over the recent couple of years that style people have slowly started to catch up with it slowly started to counter it 
Whereas Gatland, it was nowhere, he's never been that exciting, but he's always been pragmatic. He's always rotated his strategies. Even if just slightly, there was always some tactical genius to what he did. It remains to be seen whether Pivot can do that. And when you're an international coach, you can only play the you know the cards that, the cards that you're dealt. You don't get to go out shopping. You don't get... I mean, you can to a certain degree, I guess. You went to get Tomkins and Will Rowlands and a few others. But you Who will have... be wearing that 13 shirt? How will you feel? Let me put it another way, because the team will be announced. Well, apparently George North is wearing Yeah, I was going to say, how will you feel if you see George North in that 13 jersey? Vindicated. What that he should, or that, or that it's going to. There's going to be an, an an awful, awful long ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I I would be worried if yeah. I was Welsh and I saw George North. Mm. Not maybe not in the first game, but George North has not been a good player for the best part of two years. He showed fla- he shows flashes occasionally, like but very very occasionally. I would just put. I, I watched him play thirteen at Munster for Ospreys, and. Um, it just doesn't. It just doesn't look right. This sounds an awful. Just an, put a round peg in a round hole. Mm, it's better yeah. to have. It's better to have someone that knows that position at international level. Better to have someone that knows that position. Throw the kids in. Can, can do it competently, than to roll the dice like that. Why bring in Tompkins when you've got a clear and obvious need for him and not use him? Yeah, but I would. And Tompkins has got a perfect introduction introduction to international rugby, playing Italy in the first week. Yeah. Great. That's a great shout. Blood him, get him the, the fur, get the nerves out of his system, and stick with him. And out of form, I mean, George North. This sounds like an awful thing to say, but when I watch George North play now, he almost looks like he's playing scared. When you watched him originally, he was big, muscular. He's picking up Israel Folau, throwing him about. You know, nothing could stop him. And I think his experience in the Premiership, maybe even the concussions, it seems to just have taken 5% off him. And I think yeah. at the very top end, you've got to be playing 100% all the time and yeah. be amazingly gifted like he is. But he, he he's not the player he, he was. And if he's 13, I don't know how he can do it. Simple as that. I, I do worry if he's lost the yard of pace. Because mm. he's only young still, 27. But he's a big, heavy boy. He's huge. 110 kg, there or thereabouts. And... It's hard to keep that pace. So, I think in size, size and weight-wise, I don't think he's far off Jamie Roberts. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a lot more athletic than Jamie Roberts, but he's not got the mental, you know, the mental game of Jamie Roberts. So you know, you're looking at a guy roughly the same size, more athletic. You think, how can this possibly go, go wrong faster? You need that men- that mental ability to pick yourself up and smash into the line again. Pick yourself up, smash into the line again. So presumably, and don't again, we we don't. I'm, I'm, I can't remember exactly who is fit, but. Uh, is Liam Williams fit? He's not, is he? So he was in camp, he's so in he's camp. looking fitter. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think, think he's fit. fit. If everyone was fit, then you're making a call in the back three between Halfpenny and North, right? Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you don't think he's going to start Reece Samit, do you? No, uh, Reece Samit's on the bench allegedly. Oh, really? Is that yeah. the reported? Yeah, these, this is the reported rumor with yeah. Halfpenny in the back three. Yeah, Halfpenny's going to be at fullback again, reported. And Williams and Adams on the wings. I don't know. Or his answer. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Well, we'll see. But I think they've got. In, I, th- I think they've got enough round pegs to go in round holes that they don't need to start well, experimenting. Yeah, with. I mean, we're looking yeah, at agreed. the backs, and yeah, of course, the backs are important. Everyone's important. But are they as important as the back row? And I think that's where Wales will get off the hook a lot. This Six Nations, they're going to win. They're going to beat Ireland. They'll probably be competitive next game before the rot really starts to set, uh, uh, set in. But they have got an amazing back row. You've got Tipperick, you've got Faletau back, and you've got Wainwright, who was, ama- who was amazing in, over the World Cup, or you can go for Shingler, who Pivik really likes, Brilliant or you options. can go for Moriarty. You know, or the op- Navidi. Navidi, Navidi's who's class. a bloody good player. So, you know, there's a lot of options that they've got there. Loads. Yeah, the back row is probably their strongest strongest individual position. Their pack's, well, so then their pack's going to be really good. Yeah, well, pack's good. Kind of. I mean... Kind of. So they've got those back row options, which you know even England would say, yeah, we'd we take a mind. few of them. Yeah, we, we, we'd have Falasau. We'd definitely have, yeah. have Falasau. I'm not sure you'd be that keen on taking the, all the Welsh front row. I, think, I don't think you'd be interested in taking the second best lock that they have. You it, might even argue that your best, that well, England's best lock is better than Alan Wynne Jones. Controversial, but Itochi's a superstar. Potentially now, yeah. Um, I, if I, for England, I would take Ken Owens. Definitely. I wouldn't take him over Jamie George. 
Not over Jim and George. I'd have him oh, yeah, you take, take him, him over yeah. Yeah, yeah, LCD, yeah. who's actually out. LCD's looking really good this year. He's out. Tom Dunn's game, Tom Dunn, I'd say for England. Tom Dunn's a handy player. Uh, I don't know if he's been retained in the squad, but the guy I absolutely love at the moment is Will Stewart. Yeah. I imagine, done, he'd be on, well, I imagine he'd be... No, he won't be on the bench, will he? I wouldn't imagine he'd be on the bench how, for this one. It depends. It, I, I do wonder what... Because Eddie Jones has had Harry Williams who's the other tight head prop in the, the squad before and not liked him so I do wonder if yeah, fair point. He's, he's judged Harry Williams not to be a test match fair animal fair point and uh, if well, Will, Will, if, Will if, if he's uh, if he's monitoring their walk back sessions then <laughs> the picture <laughs> that was doing the rounds showing Maru Itoji and Ellis Genge, Genge. and um, who else who was the other one Jamie George is Jamie George and Mako yeah. grimacing well, well, Harry Williams looks like he's just popping down the shop with with some baguettes in the basket yeah. on the front of his bike. <laughs> Genge in that picture looks oh. in some shape. He yeah. does, doesn't he? He looks his arms massive. He does look absolutely massive. enormous. I didn't have him down as being. And that bit. I don't know whether it's the perspective. Of I think the there picture, is. A, I think there's a bit closer. of perspective, but no, also the also, definition on his arms and yeah. legs. Doing exercise as well. I saw once saw a picture of Brian Habana just finishing off with the battle ropes. Oh, he his, unbelievable! He, his arms are ridiculous. Mm. So that's some that's some in depth analysis on England's what bike <laughs> session. <laughs> um, Wales's chances, Jay, you're not very. Uh... They'll they'll beat Italy. They'll beat Scotland. They'll lose. They've got Ireland at home, right? Yeah, they're not winning that. Forget that. Ireland at home. Yeah, Ireland at home. Definitely. Look at the Ireland team. I mean, they're just not. This is not a Gatland esque team. It's not going to happen. Hmm. Gatland's t- uh, unless. No. <laughs> look at the players they've got. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of experienced players in there. Let's just look at it a different way, okay? So I was thinking about this when I was walking the dog. I was thinking about it deeply. And <laughs> thinking about it, thinking yeah, about it deeply. Thinking about it deeply. <laughs> Three cheers for the dog. <laughs> and um, who are the Welsh players that stand out in domestic rugby, consistently win? Uh, I don't watch Welsh domestic rugby. Exactly. Um <laughs> But there's no uh, Premiership. Nick, is there? Tom- Nick Tompkins. Nick, yeah, Nick Tompkins. <laughs> Liam Williams. Liam Williams. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, they they were whisked when he's her away from a World Cup final. No, Gatland was. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Josh Adams, in fairness to him, is a legitimate. He is is a legitimate talent. He did it with Worcester. He is class. Now look, look at look did across it the, Cup. the bridge to Cardiff. No thanks. Ospreys. No thanks. Dragons. No thanks. Uh, Scarlets on their day. Okay, fine. If you were picking a British and Irish Lions team to take on South Africa this weekend, you'd pick a fair few Welshmen. Yeah, you might. You would. You might. I don't know. I mean, which There's ones? No might about it. W- w- Liam Williams. Alan Wynn. Alan uh, Wynn, yeah. JD if he was fit. JD if fit. Big, uh, bigger would be in the mix because there's no standout ten at the minute. Oh no, no, no! Actually, bigger Farrell. is bigger is It'd be Farrell. outrageously good. It'd be Farrell. Um, oh, actually, Gareth, Scrumhoff's Gareth good. Davis. Scrumhoff's good. Yeah, Scrumhoff's good. Scrumhoff's very Web, good. Webb's back in there now. Falatau would possibly be number eight. I don't, I don't get the Webb yeah. selection one, one bit. Yeah, Falatau would be number eight. In fact, uh, yeah, we, we, certainly with a bit longer, and if Billy's out, yeah. he's I mean, definitely my, number. My eight. point is, Welsh domestic rugby is rubbish. Um... <laughs> The Welsh that's what team, makes them good. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Welsh team was then predicated on Gatland making them work really, really hard. Yeah. And if that re- if that galvanisation of Gatland is no longer there, what do you have? A bunch of depressed blokes coming into camp who <laughs> spent the last six months with Ospreys and, and hate professional rugby. Wait, but then, on the flip side, their whole existence is ticking off the days. And when they get into Welsh camp... It's like a weight's lifted off their shoulders, and they're Maybe. suddenly liberated. Liberated to play, yeah. Or they've had to leave. Uh, or they've had to leave one of their nice, cosy English clubs to go, to go to. I don't know a Welsh camp. Goes both ways, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they'll do better than I think. But I, I'm not. I, let's let's give them the benefit of the Six Nations. Let's see how they go, and then I'll make a, a a decision. But I'm not. I'm not overly confident. You're not putting anything on the whiteboard. No. We need to strike another thing off the whiteboard. Yeah, I mean... I, By the way, Saracen's top four is not my fault. No, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. That's fine. But then we do need to start putting things on the board. Yep. Uh, right, last game? Well, the la- last team. Last so team, Wales sorry? versus Italy. I know nothing about um, Italy, so over no, to you don't, boys. Don't. D- Dean Bud's in there. Perfect, don't. ideal. 
Um, Parise is not in there, but he's going to have one game to see out his career. Why? One final game. Why? Because he wants to say goodbye in Rome. Losing style? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last time. And, oh, that's fair enough. And Is fr- it fair enough? I yeah. hate this. It's not. How can no, you? No, no, you're, you're right. How can you go from? You got to win. Get, keep every the kids game, out. Every you must game. win. Three can have. No, these are valuable spots. And if I'm in number eight, you know, making my bones for zebra or whatever it is. It was a. It was a. It was a natural disaster that prevented the farewell. That that um, that the fourth, third, or fourth top. Cap yeah, person yeah. in world in world rugby history has got, mm. and doing that for a nation like Italy and at times carrying them single handedly. I think, to another loss. I would agree with you if it was England. <laughs> I wouldn't like it if it was. So I've got bigotry of low expectations. No, no, no. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, but I, I would agree with you if it were England. I wouldn't like it, but but. I but think, but you Italians don't deserve don't deserve better. I'm happy well, to make an exception. The, the sympathy game, the sympathy off the bench game for one minute, as we said. Earlier in the show, if there's anyone who can bend the rules that no man is bigger than the team. Yeah, when he was good. Yeah, he's got enough credit in the bank. I don't know. I don't like it. I I, I won't be supporting this. <laughs> well, Particularly then, as, like, you know, uh, Pledre is playing now. Pledre will be taken on the, on the mantle left by Sergio, specifically in the carrying role. Yeah, just as he just as he dreamt as he was growing up a boy. Absolutely right. <laughs> um, other than that... Good, luck, good luck. Good luck to Franco Smith. Who? Yeah. Oh, is that the new coach? New coach. Yeah. Former cheaters coach. Good luck to him. Former cheaters coach. Well, wow. okay. So I um, guess we're gonna have to pick a player of the tournament and yeah, whatnot. pick a player of the tournament. Pick a pick a winner. Pick a maybe a sleeper. A I'm gonna pick package as my player of the tournament. I'll come back to that. England are gonna win it. Maybe with a grand slam. Player of the tournament is going to be. It's going to be a Saracen because this mm. is their only real opportunity. I mean, they can win. They can win Europe, but they're going to want to go out in some style. Who has been say this? Because I know he's going to get a red card. I think Owen Farrell to be player of the tournament. Hmm. You might have cursed him with that. Every yeah. time you said he's going to do badly, he does amazingly. I think England as well. I think quite possibly with a Grand Slam. Player of the tournament. Mm. I'm also looking at. I am looking at England as well. Yeah. God, am I being really parochial with this? Mm. That's, a, that's a danger. It could be an Irishman. No, it could be an Irishman. Mm. Maybe this this could be a Brit. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm going to genuinely? I think now he's been handed the keys and he's been handed the shirt. Jordan Lama. Mm. Lama's not a bad shout. I, who, by the way, who's Irish captain? Uh, Sexton. Oh, what a boring choice that is. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I'm going to go for another Irishman. I'm going to go for Gary Ringrose. I did think about Ringrose. I think Ringrose, I, with a notable mention to James Ryan, who I think will be immense. Um, yep. Sleepers? Or, well, youngsters, uh, rising stars, whatever you want to call them. Someone from France who we don't know yet. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. So I, th- I think one whoever wins in the battle of the ten jerseys, whoever starts ten, I think he's going to show some real magic touches. I think Entomac might play twelve, so it might be um, Carbonell starts. What a name! He's destined for greatness with that name. Yeah, who is? I mean, all three of them are absolutely class. Hmm. You're going for Carbonell. Uh, break, breakout star. I think it could be set for Ben Earl. Ben Earl's a great shout. It's not a bad shout. Does this not feel... Or Caelan Doris. So if Ben Earl plays, do you not think there's a danger of him doing a Sam Simmons that happened a few years ago where Sam Simmons scored, I think, a hat-trick against Italy? Yeah, he did. And then was just found at the time to be a little bit too lightweight for international rugby and sh- really They struggled. are so similar, those two. They, they are so similar. I mean, the only difference between them is I think uh, Simmons is a little bit more like steppy and I think Ben Earl's a, a bit faster in a straight line. Maybe. But they, but they, they do almost, the same thing. And they're almost identical size as well. Yeah. They're, they're so and, similar. And is he going to make changes later in the tournament anyway and bring in... Don like Brandt. Because Don Brandt could still be the breakout player of the Six Nations. 
He could be. You're right. That'd be a real sleeper. <laughs> yeah, um, it would. Didn't get paid for the first two games. Ah. Yeah, it's probably going to lie in France. Yep. I'll tell you another option for the breakout player. If Scotland get their things together, um, George Horn, if he's afforded the chance to start, chances to start, he is electric. He's brilliant. So. Well, the question is, who would start ahead of him? Uh, Price, possibly. Price. There's no more Greg, Greg Laidlaw. Nope. So there's every the chance that he can win that win that position. Mm. I I would start George George Horn, particularly given that Finn Russell's not there. You need a spark. By the time you're listening to this podcast, you may already have the teams. If not, uh, well, we'll see how we, we get on compared to that. But one thing is for sure, we will be back talking about the Six Nations this weekend. Hit subscribe in that channel. Don't forget to go back and listen to the Saracen Salary Cap podcast, which is ever so slightly out of date already. Yep. Within 24 hours of <laughs> us I, doing it. And this time, well, by next podcast, I reckon I'll have some rather large, rather large news to talk to you about regarding Saracens. You little tease. I know. Interesting. Very large news, actually. Very large. Enjoy Very. the Six Nations, and we'll see you at the weekend. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Nice. 